0: Sneaky.
1: Maury Roll, the two time winner, takes the lead from Faulkner. That's the way they finish the first lap. Puts
0: his hand out of the cockpit and says... Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. We are joined this morning by. Row one qualifier in second place, Colton Herta. Colton, congratulations, and and how's it feel this morning?
2: uh thanks so much. Um, uh, yeah, it still feels good. Um, you know, I I think. I think a little disappointing not to get the pole, but happy to to have that chance to get the pole, being the fast nine and have the fast car. But, um, yeah, it is a little disappointing when you miss it by by that much, 300s. So.
0: Yeah, I think somebody figured out it was by less than six feet or right around like six feet of difference in, in the end, which is which is pretty amazing. But when when Scott Dixon is the guy after you, are you immediately a little bit like, oh come on.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many guys that are, that are super strong around here. Um, obviously Scott's one of them. So we did do the math. Me, me and my team did do the math. It came out to 55 inches. Exactly. Wow. Um, so there you go, a little less than feet, over 10 miles, which is crazy. But yeah, um, it is, it is obviously hard, hard to, to beat everybody, especially Scott around here. Um, and we were so close to doing it, but you know, obviously it's just, it's just qualifying it's not the real thing so um you know i'm happy to be able to start up near the front and and that should give me a nice clean start to the race hopefully
0: and obviously qualifying second you get what is it eight bonus points or something along those lines so some extra points heading into a right. double points race weekend is never a bad thing
2: no no not at all um yeah, I, I was. I was just told about that yesterday. I, I wasn't aware that they get that give that they give points out for the fast nine. But um, yeah, eight points for me, which is nice. Obviously, Scott is the championship leader, and he got nine, so yeah, um, he didn't really need those points, but he got them anyways. Um, so yeah, now it's just down to the race and
0: and trying to figure out what the best strategy will be and uh, how to conquer it. So you had the practice yesterday evening kind of resetting everything from Fast Friday and, and this weekend. And obviously you had some qualif- uh, some some race runs during the week last week. How do you feel about the race pace as it is right now? I know Honda definitely looks like the faster car, but do you have what it takes to run in in race trim all all Sunday next week or this week?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we do. And I, I think Hondas are only dominant in when, when the boost is turned up. Um, you know, I think once we go back to like our race power, it, it's, it's a lot um, closer. I think they're pretty equal. Um, so that, that should bring the Chevy's back into play for the race. Um, and really I'm not too sure like how much more dominant the Chevy's are or if the she- some of the Chevy teams just missed it because those ECR cars were super fast. Um. But nonetheless, Honda did an incredible job uh, getting getting the power to where it is for Q, uh, for qualifying. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel, I feel really good in, in race trim. Um, really confident all around with the car that we've had the whole month. So it's been nice. Um, I think it's very rare that you have a car that you've just been happy with in race trim and in qualifying trim. So I'm happy right now. Obviously, there's still things that we can do to make it better, but we're, we're working on that and Got some more stuff to test on Friday if we can, uh, if it doesn't get rained out.
0: Yeah, if if Carb Day gets rain, rained out, which looks the, the weather tip in typical Indiana fashion does not look great right now, will it be mm-hmm. made up on Saturday or are you just going straight into the race then? Do you do you know what the protocol is for that? I'm pretty sure they'd probably just go straight into the race. I mean, we've had plenty of practice already. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to go to a fan question here this is music related. So obviously everybody knows you're a drummer. They talk about it plenty on the, the broadcast. And mm-hmm. there was a song that uh, our listener, Mark Van Niekirk, was listening to of yours called the fall that had a real old school punk throwback sound. So he wants to know your favorite old school punk band.
2: Oh boy. My favorite one. Um, there's so many, um,
1: I think just hey there and welcome to the joy of paddle podcast hosted by me minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world and sponsored by paddle 1969 whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in north america This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month.
0: Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1
2: Boy, I don't know. I, I always like the bad brains and okay. minor threat um, equally. So I would say, say both of those.
0: Nice. All right. I like it. I'll add it to our Spotify list as well. And going, we go. going back to qualifying, you were the last Andretti card to go. You had Hunter Ray in there as well. And you had Elio, who was kind you know, quasi Andretti. How much information were you able to get in you know, a matter of you know, 15, 20 minutes or so before it was your turn that you guys either made a last minute tweak or kind of had a feel for how the track was running yesterday?
2: No, quite a lot. They, they obviously helped um, Ryan more. So. Um, okay. so I was able to go to his timing stand and listen in and, and see what he was saying um, because he was going before Elio. I had to be in the car by the time Elio went, so I didn't get, any information off him, but yeah, I just kind of understood what, what his balance was like and what his drop-off was like. It um, gives you a little confidence, knowing a little bit more before you have to go out and qualify.
0: Awesome. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here with two more questions. I know you've got a, a busy Monday and, and plenty of media to do this week. So this question actually comes from your teammate, James Hinchcliffe, and it was originally asked when, you were supposed to join and I think got stuck in the airport or had a flight delay. So we're a little late getting to this question, but the question is what teammate would you want to be stuck with on a deserted Island and why? Oh God. <laughs> um, There's no wrong answers to us.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I don't <laughs> think I'd want to be stuck with any of them. I think they all have. Their flaws, um, probably. I think Ryan okay, Ryan knows a lot about fishing, and he could probably build a whole civilization up in a few months off wow. of being deserted in an island. So, I Ryan's definitely the most like outdoorsy and manly man in the team, so he's probably the best one.
0: I love it, that's a great answer. And we'll give you a chance, a second here to ask sort of teammate Jack Harvey a questions. I'll have him on later today, but your season so far has had its share of ups and downs with obviously the the first race kind of nowhere to go and then winning the next race what's more important at this stage of the season where you're you've had some good results, but also some unfortunate results. Are you, are you gunning for a win? Are you trying to lead lap one coming into Sunday's race? Or are you just going, you know what, I need to worry about the points first and foremost, and I'm going to just let the race play out how it plays out. No,
2: I think, I think if you have a, have a chance to win 8,500, you do everything that can to win it. Um, You know, even if that means, you know, a move that might be, that might not work 80% of the time, you still have that 20% chance of, of winning the race. Um, Yeah, you you definitely do that. Um, Indy 500 is the biggest thing on the schedule. uh, And I think arguably even more bigger, even bigger than, um, than the championship. So, yeah, I think,
0: I think you do everything in your power to win this race. Awesome. So if if you had to pick right now, you're saying Andy 500 win first, then I'll get, then I'll worry about the the season championship. Yes. Awesome. All right. So with that, we'll wrap it up with one last question here. We have your Andretti cohort on later today and, and Jack Harvey. What question are you asking Jack Harvey?
2: I'll ask what his favorite
0: biscuit is to have this tea with all right i got it set here well colton man it's been uh it's been a pleasure chatting best of luck this weekend in indy and hopefully we talk to you afterwards as as a winner of the race thanks man really appreciate it yeah no problem have a good one hi listeners we wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from evergreen podcasts and sound talent media called pit lane parlay